what you have in front of you is a uh, in the end of this parsha, if I'm not mistaken, um, we have the attack of Amalek against Klal Yisrael. So to talk a little bit about Amalek, um, this is a piece that we might have learned together uh, a few years ago, maybe Shabbos afternoon, around Parsha Zohar time, Efsher. But it's a fascinating piece from Rav Kluger. It's it's a it's a very deep piece and it takes a lot of thinking. Rav Kluger says like this: There's a medrash. The Gemara tells us in Shabbos that Ilmole Shamru Yisrael Shabbos Rishayna Leshaltev and Shuuma Velasha. The Gemara in Shabbos tells us that the opening for Amalek to attack is different, uh, you know, explanations amongst the Midrashim, but the Gemara in Shabbos' approach is that there was Chil Shabbos. The Jewish people did not keep Shabbos, they gathered Mon, and there was a desecration of Shabbos somewhat, and because they desecrated Shabbos, that was an opening for Amalek to attack. And that's what this piece is about, is to explain why is it that desecration of Shabbos gives power to Amalek and keeping Shabbos sort of destroys Amalek. What's the connection between Shabbos and Amalek? Now, Umavur, he says in the second paragraph, the whole power of Amalek, it all stems from desecration of Shabbos, if the Jewish people would keep Shabbos properly, then Amalek would cease, uh, their, they would lose their power. Shabbos rejects Amalek. And you know, the, if a person wants to fulfill the mitzvah of destroying Amalek nowadays, obviously we can't do it practically, says, keep Shabbos. Keeping Shabbos is a form, it, it weakens Amalek. And the question is why and what does this mean? Now, he says, on a simple level, the explanation is as follows. Amalek, uh, you know, Amalek, the Gemara says that they separate Hashem's name, right? That Hashem's name is not complete until Amalek, Amalek is destroyed. So on a simple level, Amalek comes to bring a lack of faith, a lack of amuna. And Shabbos is all about amuna. The whole Indian of Shabbos, right? Is it that halachically? Why is it that halachically, if someone desecrates Shabbos, it's considered such a negative, such a negative thing in halacha, right? If you mechal Shabbos, you can't touch their wine, you can't drink wine that they touched, and then you can't count them for a minion conceptually. Again, I'm not talking practical halacha, but conceptually. So the Rashi and Chul and Daf Hey tells us it's because we keep Shabbos, because God rested on the seventh day after creating the world in the first six days. If you don't rest on the seventh day, that's akin to questioning whether he created the first six. So the whole Indian of Shabbos is, is a faith. It's, it's believing that Hashem created the world and rested. That's the whole Indian of Shabbos. So on a simple level, Amalek is to bring doubts of faith, and therefore, being mechal Shabbos is just feeding into them. And keeping Shabbos, which means believing in Hashem, quiets Amalek on a simple level. That's the pshat. Rav Kluger has a much deeper yisoid. It says of Kluger, there's depth within depth. So it says of Kluger, let's understand what is Shabbos. What is the Indian of Shabbos? Shabbos is a very unique thing. It's not just a day of rest. It's a very, very deep Indian. We know that Shabbos is Shabbos is something that Goyim don't have the right to connect to. 
Goyish Shavas Chayev Misa. If a non-Jew keeps Shabbos, he gets the death penalty. So what's the Indian of Shabbos that Goyim just can't connect to? What, what is Shabbos? And why is it that Goyim just have no Shaykhis to Shabbos? They don't have the right to understand Shabbos, to connect to Shabbos. He says like this, The explanation is, in the paragraph that starts, V'yesh B'zeh, Shabbos, by the way, this is from the Sefer Yichud HaShabbos, Dav Shin Mamches, and Maimer Vav. He says, Be'edus Zu, the Indian of Shabbos, is Nichnosim Lebechinas Achere HaParge. We get to leave the curtain of creation. Lematzav Abriya Shekoidim Briya Sa'olim. Well, let me, let me explain, and he gives it a mushal. The mushal is as follows. You have a person who didn't have a home, or he had a small home, whatever. He decides to build this big palace. Takes years. He finish, finally finishes the palace, and he's got servants. He managed like a big, a big malchus. And he decides to make a party to celebrate the process what was before when there was no palace to reminisce about the difficulties of building the palace and then to just you know sit in the glory of what is now says of Kluger when a person is going to invite someone to this party the only people that will fully appreciate the simcha are the people that were there for the entire journey you see, the people that met him, the servants that became under his employment when he already had the palace, they're not going to understand. They're not going to appreciate it. It's like all, if you have a couple kids, and some kids were born before the big house. They remember the small apartment. So you could talk to them. Remember the small apartment? I remember the small apartment. And you remember where, where it was tiny and it was tight? And you remember where we were building the house? But if you have a kid that was born in the house... He's not going to appreciate the process. Remember the old Hashivano. Remember how you had to duck your head. That's part of it. There's a certain, there's a certain simcha that's taken place from those people that were before. And if you weren't before, if you were in, inside that palace, that's all you knew. So you're going to appreciate what the palace is. You don't really know what the palace, what what, what was like without the palace. Kluger says the Indian of Shabbos, which is again Hashem resting, and sort of Hashem saying, you know what it was? It was Tayuvayu, it was chaos. And then I made this. And now look at this. This is beautiful. That's what Shabbos is. Says of Kluger, the only people that have a shaykhist to Shabbos in a deep way, that could appreciate Shabbos, are those people that were there before creation. That's a very deep Indian. The Gemara tells us in Chulin that Hashem, before He created the world, He asked Sadiqim, is this a good idea? Whatever this means, the souls of the Jewish people existed before creation. The Gemara tells us that 2,000 years before creation, the Mashiach's name was already created. On some level, the souls of the Jewish people, which comes from a piece of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, HaChelech, HaLekami, Mamamish, that existed before creation. Klal Yisrael's uniqueness is not something that developed later. We were before. Again, what, what this means, a very deep Indian, it's, it's, the Archaim described Shabbos as above human intellect. This is what he means. 
that the Jewish people, so to speak, we were there before creation because we come from a deep part of Hashem that was existing before, before there was Bria. And says of Kluger, therefore, Kain Understand, Shabbos, which is celebrating the process of before to the chaos and then to this creation, Goyim don't have a shaykhis with that. Goyim were created post-creation. They, that's all they are. They're in that box. They're not Lamaila. They're not able to... Why is it the Jewish people can break Teva? Right? This expires splitting the Yamsuf. Why? Because we were there before the Yamsuf. Kalal Yisrael comes from a part of HaKadosh Baruch Hu that existed before Bria. The Indian of Shabbos is not just us celebrating that Hashem rested, it's that we get to enter that party. And the only one that gets to enter that party is us. He says further in the next paragraph, So too it is with regarding the creation of the world. All other peoples, they don't get to enjoy Shabbos because they don't know what it was before. They weren't there by Toyu Vavoyu. Shabbos, it's a fascinating way to look at it. Shabbos is Klal Yisrael with Hashem and Hashem sitting with us and saying, you remember Toyu Vavoyu? You remember what it was? I remember what it was. And deep down, our Neshamas also remember what it was to just have chaos. And, and he says, look, 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 wait, look, look at this palace that we have now where, where Jewish people are able to perform mitzvahs and actually accomplish things. So he says, Their neshamas, their souls are from finite reality. Whatever this means, the Arizal says that the souls of, the souls of non-Jews come from parts of angels. Whatever that means. It doesn't come from HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself. Now what does that mean? I, I don't know. But... The Jewish soul is a chelik elikami malmamish. It's a piece of God Himself. A non-Jewish soul, it's coming from angels, from the same through the mechanism of angels. What does that mean? Angels are creations. Meaning they're stuck. They're not from before. They're created in this box. He says, "Shemayim varitz afilu amalochim." The truth is, Shabbos is something even angels don't get to appreciate because they were also created. They were also within that box of creation. Angels also can't appreciate Shabbos. Hey, soif, soif, at the end of the day, they were part of creation. So how are they supposed to celebrate what was? They, don't, they never knew it. They, 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 they're going to celebrate the old apartment. They never saw the old apartment. Rak Yisrael. It's dafka the Jewish people. The Klal Yisrael, the Gemara says, that before Hashem created, He was already thinking. What was he thinking? He was thinking about the Jewish people. And we know that when Hashem thinks about something, that makes something. Which means that even before the world was created, he was already planning it for Klal Yisrael. Which means we were already there. On what level? I'm not sure what that means. But we existed somehow. The Nishmas Yisrael, the Jewish people's souls, are not stuck in this finite box called creation. We're Lamaila from that. We're preceding that. And he says, as the Gemara says, Nimlach Hashem, whatever this means, Hashem before he created the world, he asked Sadiqim, is this a good idea? Which means they're there. The souls of the Jewish people are already in existence in some form. And therefore, Klal Yisrael is able to keep Shabbos. Which, by the way, also just shows you that's like the, the devastation of being Mechal Shabbos. Being Mechal Shabbos is not just, you know, t- texting someone or turning on a light. Being Mechal Shabbos is like stripping yourself of the greatest, the greatest badge of honor. 
the whole Indian that a Jewish people, the Jewish people are able to be Shomer Shabbos, they're able to watch Shabbos and to be a part of Shabbos, is the fact that we're able to sort of look at Hashem and say, none of them, no, they don't get it. They're all stuck, they're all small, and they're all existing within that finite. We're, we're different. We existed before, we're able to appreciate this. And if a Jew is Mechalel Shabbos, that's his way of saying, I, I don't need to be special. I don't need to be existing before. I, I, could, be, I could be in a box with everybody else. I don't need to re- reminisce about the old apartment. I'm, I'm happy being with everyone else in the litter box. I don't need to be, to be different to enter that special place. He says, Understand, I'll say a lot of this outside because the words are beginning to become fuzzy from being tired. The truth is, the fact that we speak about, I speak about it all the time. Yossi talks about this all the time. Rabbi Warmer also all the time. And that, that, that there's two aspects to Klal Yisrael, right? There's, there's Rav, 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 uh, Rav Cook describes it as Sgula and Kedusha, whatever he has is the little shinies. They all say the same thing. Just different ways of going about it. And that's, there's the relationship that Hashem has with us, which is you built, and it's Bechira, and He loves you because of what you did, just like any other relationship that you have. But then we always say the same thing, which is, HaKadosh Baruch Hu loves Klal Yisrael, and you chose Klal Yisrael because of who we are, Be'etzim. Now, what does that mean? What it means is, if you understand, the whole Indian of Shabbos is like a magnifying glass to the Kedusha of Klal Yisrael. You see, if you understand that Shabbos is reminiscing about what, what it was before, that, that all of this creation, that Hashem is sitting back and He's sort of looking, and He's like, oh, it was chaos, and then I built this, and the only one who gets to join Him is Klal Yisrael. That shows you that the uniqueness of Klal Yisrael and what makes us special is not just, you read next parsha, right? Next week's parsha Yisrael, that there were people, Hashem offered it to everybody, and we accepted the Torah. So what made us special was at that time, in the year 1948, I think it was, whatever that was, whatever year it was, that's what made us special. That's, that's ridiculous. We, we were, it was always about us. We, we were special before creation. It, it's not like, oh, that's when we became unique. We were unique before. Shabbos is that glaring magnifying glass that says, the whole people, who gets to keep Shabbos? Only the people that remember what life was like before creation. And who's that? Klal Yisrael. So how could it be that we were only special because we chose a Torah 2,000 years later? No. Us choosing the Torah just revealed that what, what's the truth? We were special before. All of this world was for us. And Shabbos is, is Hashem's way of, it's like this ode to Klal Yisrael, right? How does Hashem describe Shabbos? I have this gift. I have this special gift to you. Why is this so? What's the special gift that we get to rest? It's, it's not just you get to rest. It's Hashem's way of saying, don't think that what makes you special and makes you unique was that one choice that you made on Har Sinai. And if you wouldn't have chosen that, then you'd be like everyone else. You'd be like the French and you'd be like the Germans and you'd be like the, the Welsh and all these people. The whole, who gets to keep Shabbos? The only people that get to keep Shabbos, the only one who gets to access that point is Klal Yisrael. Why? Because the when I created the world, I was thinking about you. Accepting the Torah was just an external expression of that. And it was us showing the world what we are. But Kalal Yisrael was different from the beginning. We were the only ones who remember what life was like. We, we were the only ones who, when Hashem decided in His small apartment, 
And he said, you know what, I'm going to build a big house one day. Right? It's like Rav Akiva. Unbelievable Gemara. Gemara that, you know, we were by anyone who's zaycha to go to the kever, the wife of Rav Akiva. Rav Akiva's wife. The Gemara tells us that when they were so poor, when they were first married, that they would sleep on straw. And Rav Akiva plucked, would pluck the straw out of his wife's hair because it was just, you know, it was dirty. And, he, and the Gemara says that he would tell her, I'm going to in, I'm going to take out this straw. I'm going to give you a tiara of gold. A Yushalayim Shalzav. Right? Yushalayim Shalzav. That's all of Klal Yisrael. That was like, Rav Akiva was like, and he was like turning to Klal Yisrael before creation. And he was saying, you know, it looks chaotic now. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be a big palace. And that's what happens every Shabbos. Every Shabbos, Klal Yisrael gets to sit back with HaKadosh Baruch Hu and say, you know, I remember that. That, that was, that, you know, this whole process has been so worthwhile. And who did he do it for? He did it for us. The whole Indian of Shabbos is this glaring microphone screaming that Klal Yisrael is unique. And not just that we became unique when we accepted the Torah. The Torah, accepting the Torah was just an expression of what made us unique for thousands of years before, mill- millennials before. So he says like this, now that you understand that that's what Shabbos is, that Shabbos is not just, oh, Klal Yisrael has special mitzvahs. No, 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 no. Klal Yisrael is completely different. We're not formed inside creation. We're the only ones who were before. And, and all of this was for us, that Hashem, this is, all of this humanity, all this world is this ode to Klal Yisrael. The truth is, now we understand Amalek a little bit. It's a very deep Indian. The, the, the truth is like this. The, the Gemara tells us is a rule, Esav Sinel Yaakov, which means anti-Semitism is a reality. It's not something that you could, you could, try, to, you could try to call your local um, officials and you could do all these things, which you probably should, but it's a mitzvah. It's a mitzvah. And the only one who could really help is HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But there's different types of hate. And Rav Kluger says this, I'll, I'll just say it outside. Most, almost every nation... Outside of Amalek. Amalek was different. You see, every nation hated Klal Yisrael, that, that, that they all have in common. But their hate was always based on territory. Right? right you have the Palestinians now. They're, they're not fans of ours. It's, it's mutual, a mutual feeling. Now, if you'd ask them why... Now, the, the, the truth is they just hate Klal Yisrael because they hate Klal Yisrael. But if you ask them why... They'll say, because we're in their land. Right? Okay. Historically, people always fought Klal Yisrael for one of two reasons. Either they felt threatened by us that we were going to invade their land, or we actually did invade their land. That, those were the two reasons. It was always based on territory. Like all animals that they attack others do their territory. Amalek was different. The Pasuk says that Amalek attacked Klal Yisrael Baderech. They attacked us while we were traveling. And Rav Kluger said that that's not just a, a, na- a narrative of what happened. They were the only ones that attacked us unprovoked. We had no land. We weren't going near them. We weren't attacking them. There was, this, was, this was pure hate, as they say. Why is it that all other nations are only bothered by us in their land. Because all other nations are, are finite. 
You see, all other nations, because they were built in this box, yeah, they were built in this box called creation, so they're in a box. So if other people get near their box, creations know that they need space. So if Klal Yisrael comes near them, they're going to fight back. But if we leave them alone, okay, it shouldn't bother them. Amalek was different. Amalek just attacked the Stam. Amalek attacked the Stam. Why is that? Because Amalek's hate for Klal Yisrael was not within creation itself. What I mean is like this. Because every other Ummah, all nations are within creation itself, they're finite, they're made post-creation, they don't get to keep Shabbos. Therefore, their hate is also finite. They're creations and they have space and they don't want other people to take their space, so they fight them. If people are not going to take their space, they'll let them live. Amalek's the only one that like, sought out Kalal Yisrael to destroy them. And that wasn't just hate. It was because Amalek, everything in life is balanced. If Klal Yisrael existed before creation positively, Amalek has a connection before creation negatively. Amalek is the only nation, whatever this means, that actually knows Klal Yisrael's secret. You see, every other nation looks at us, they don't know what we are. They don't realize what we are. They think we're just a privileged people that have a God and have Torah. So they don't like that part of us. Amalek is the only one that actually knows what we are. They know that we get to go places they don't. Amalek knows that Klal Yisrael existed before. They're the only ones. And therefore they fight us out. They go out to kill us. Just think about, just think about this. If you actually understand this secret of what Klal Yisrael is, then knowing that, why is it that Amalek can't let us exist? Right? Amalek fights us, midar dar, they don't let us exist, why? Because they know the truth. They know that we're the only nation that ever existed before, and no one else did, which means their reality is false. Imagine knowing that everything about you is a lie. Amalek realizes the truth, which is that Klai Yisrael existed before. They're not finite. They're bigger than everything else. They can't live with that truth. They can't live like they sort of... The, they pulled back the curtain. They saw the Wizard of Oz. They can't, they, can't live, they can't live with that reality. They're the only ones who know the truth, which is Klai Yisrael existed before. All of this was for them. They're not like every other people that are just playing this game called Oilam Hazah. They're the only ones who understand what Klal Yisrael is and they can't live with themselves knowing that truth. Because how do you live with yourself knowing that there are all nations here and then there's Klal Yisrael? That there was something before creation. That everything you know, that all you know is this palace. You don't even know there's a whole world out there. How do you live with yourself Klal Yisrael's existence threatens their very being. I don't know if I'm explaining this well, but imagine if you found out that you were living in like some sort of bubble. That's a very, very unnerving feeling. Amalek is the only one that understands what Klal Yisrael is. They understand the Kedusha of Klal Yisrael. See, every other nation, they just think Klal Yisrael is like them, but they're wealthy, 
but they're this. So they don't like those elements of them. And, 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 but if those things are stripped away, if Klai Yisrael Chasashom are no longer wealthy, and we're no longer the Illuminati, then most nations would be, okay, fine, but sure, no, I don't care. I'm people, there are people. Amalek is different. Amalek is the only one who understands what Shabbos is. They're the only ones who understand that Klal Yisrael existed before. Which means that every other nation in the world is like this false existence. Because they were born in this game. And the only one who got to see before was Klal Yisrael. And they can't, they can't tolerate that. They can't, like, move on. That's Amalek's hate. They're not hating us because of our land. They're not hating us because of this. They're hating us because of our existence. That they can't tolerate that there was a nation with Hashem before creation. They've never seen that. They can't tolerate that concept because that brings a question and everything to their own existence. They can't, and therefore they fight Klal Yisrael midar dar from the beginning to end. So we started with a question. Why is it that when a Jew is Mechalel Shabbos, it gives power to Amalek. But when a Jew is Shoymer Shabbos, it destroys Amalek. Because you understand what Shabbos is. Shabbos is, Shabbos is reminding yourself, Shabbos is reminding the world that Kalal Yisrael is not like everyone else. Kalal Yisrael existed before. That Shabbos is this celebration of Tayu Vavayu Tabriya. And the only people that get to go there, the only people that access that point are Nishmas Yisrael, the Jewish people. And Amalek can't tolerate that. And Amalek attacks us. And Amalek says, no, I don't believe that there's anyone special. You're like us. And they're trying to drag us. Amalek is trying to drag us into Olam Hazah. And the more that a Jew is Mechalal Shabbos, which is their own way of stripping away that uniqueness that is the Jewish people. When a Jew is Mechalal Shabbos and he says, you know what? Maybe Amalek's right. Maybe I'm like everybody else, and I could be smart, and I could be privileged, but I'm, I'm like everybody else. When a Jew is Mechalel Shabbos, that gives power to Amalek, because that's the whole Indian of Amalek. The Indian of Amalek is they're the only nation that knows what Klal Yisrael is, and they're fighting against it. They can't tolerate that truth that is, that Klal Yisrael was around before, and all of this was for us, and Amalek is trying to convince us, Ashikar Chabadar, they're trying to cool us off, and try to say, no, 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 no way. There's no way there was a creation before. Everyone's the same. I don't, I don't believe that. I can't believe that. And Amalek is trying to convince Klal Yisrael of that truth. They're trying to quiet that truth. And therefore they hate Klal Yisrael, not just because of this. They hate Klal Yisrael because of who we are, because of what we represent, which is an opening to that curtain that they don't get to see. Again, if you think about it, it's of how frightening it, it would be to realize that. That Amalek looks and realizes, wait a minute, there was something before? I don't remember anything before. No one else remembers anything before. They remember something before? That means that, that means there's a world out there. And Amalek can't tolerate, and therefore Amalek tries to convince Kali, so no, 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 no. Everyone's the same. There's no such thing as Shabbos. There's no such thing as celebrating that was because there was no was. And everything is the same. Everything is just creation. I, I don't believe that there was, there was a God in heaven who just who made everything for you. I, I don't believe that. We were born in this palace. The palace always existed. There's no such thing as before. Shabbos destroys Amalek. Because Shabbos tells you, no, there's Kedusha of Klal Yisrael. There's something unique about Klal Yisrael. That Klal Yisrael was always around and will always be around. And therefore the more a Jew is Shoymer Shabbos Gehilchazah, watches Shabbos properly, that itself destroys Amalek. 
Because Amalek is powered by trying to, dis- to squash that truth, which is Nishmas Yisrael existed before. That Klal Yisrael gets to stand with Hashem every seven days and say, remember what that was? You remember? I did everything for you. And Amalek is trying to destroy that. Amalek is trying to say, no, 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 no. Klal Yisrael and Baruch Hu, they're not, they're not together. They're not special. They're like everybody else. And the way to fight Amalek properly is to be Shomer Shabbos. Because being Shomer Shabbos is not just avoiding Melacha every seven days. Being Shomer Shabbos properly is for a Jew to sit back and to realize that he and HaKadosh Baruch Hu can reminisce. Can reminisce about the world that was before Amalek and before the Yevonim and before the Mitzrayim and before everything. There was just us. There was just Nishmas Yisrael and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's what happens every Shabbos. And Amalek, that's how you destroy Amalek. Because Amalek is trying to convince us that Klai Yisrael is one of the many. And the way to destroy them is by being Shomer Shabbos properly, which is to reminisce with Hashem about the world that was before all those Yevonim and, 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 and Parsiim and Mitzrayim and all those nations. That's the Indian of Shabbos. For Jews, Shomer Shabbos properly, Amalek has no legs to stand on. The Jews Mechal Shabbos Le'aleinu, it gives power to them. Because that's a Jew's way of saying, you know what, I don't, I don't, I don't reminisce about what, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like everybody else. We should all be Shoymer Shabbos properly to realize the privilege that is Shabbos. Which is, it's not just a do's and don'ts, it's, it's a day where you get to sit with Hashem, whatever this means, but your Neshama is aware of it. This whole shir is something that we don't really understand, but your Neshama is aware of it. And that's to sit with Hashem and to reminisce about soyu vavoyu, about the world, the chaos, and, and how Hashem made it, and why He made it, and it was all for us. And the only ones that get to be Shomer Shabbos are the Jewish people. And the only ones who know about Shabbos and are afraid of Shabbos are the Amalekim. And the Amalekim are terrified of Shabbos and what Shabbos symbolizes, what Shabbos represents. We should all be Shomer Shabbos properly to completely destroy Amalek in that way. And as I said before, the Medrash tells us, Hashem's name is not complete until Amalek is destroyed. But when Shomer Shabbos and Hashem destroys Amalek, then Mashiach comes. Once Amalek is destroyed, then there's nothing fighting. Amalek is the bad guy of all bad guys, as we'll talk about on Shabbos Day. Amalek is the, the evil. And once it's eradicated, then it opens up a, a years of a, a lifetime of ge'ula. Amen.